What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Friday. We made it. The weekend is here. Week 4 has begun. And boy, I hope that this podcast is half as good as a Thursday night football game. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the daily CBS Sports football podcast on the National Football League. We're going to break down a bunch of stuff today. We got uh, Nick Costos. We're doing a 15-minute segment where we uh, we pick six. We actually live up to the name of the podcast. Pick our six favorite bets from the weekend. It's DFS or um, a side, a total, whatever. Uh, and then Pete. Prisco and RJ White are going to come on and make some picks for every single game against the spread. And you can hear him typing in the background. It's Jared Dubin. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I, I just figured I would let you know. And, um, oh, yeah. uh, so let's go through what was an incredible game on a Thursday night. It was awesome. Yeah. You and I drew the long straw in this case because Usually when you get the Thursday night shift, you're like, eh, like I don't really want to deal with that. We got 38-31 Rams win in Los Angeles in a game that was an absolute shootout, uh, 69 total points. That's pretty nice. There were 48 of them scored in the first half. The Rams would eventually, uh, obviously the over hit in this game, it was, uh, I think, 49, which was pretty uh, hot. I thought it was 77 and a half. <laughs> right? 49 is pretty high for, for, for a game that features two good defenses, mm-hmm. even if the, um, even if the, uh, the, 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 the cornerbacks were out for the Rams. Um, if you started any in fantasy, I hope you started everybody involved. If you started Dalvin Cook, and I did in a couple leagues, you got hosed. Um, but if you started Todd Gurley, you're fine with. He had 156 total yards, 73 receiving and a touchdown. Cooper Cup went bananas. Nine catches on 11 targets, 162 yards and two touchdowns. Adam Thielen had a huge day, 135 catches, 135 yards for one touchdown. Felt like 135. Stephon Diggs went 123. Uh, Brandon Cooks had 116 and a touchdown. Robert Woods, 100 and a touchdown. My God. Kirk Cousins had 422 and three touchdowns, no interceptions, 117, 17.2 passer rating. And of course, based on what you heard from the Rams numbers, the big story for me, and I assume you too, is Jared Goff. The guy went nuts. 26 of 33, 465 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, and a perfect passer rating in what I think is a national breakout game for Jared Goff. Yeah, he was ridiculous. Also, if you're lucky enough to have a fantasy team like mine where you started Jared Goff and Cooper Cup, you're probably doing pretty well. You already, you already, you've already won this week. It's over. It's well, over. we don't know that. You, you know all about my running backs in that league, which we were talking <laughs> about right. in Slack earlier in the night with, with Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, and Rex Burkhead on that team. So it's going to be tough, but I'm feeling pretty good after tonight. That was, by the way, the 53rd perfect passer rating game for a player that threw at least 10 passes in a game in the history of the NFL, or at least since the merger. Uh, Jared Goff, pretty good against uh, one of the best defenses in the league, a very good pass defense, obviously. He was just, I mean, Sean McVay schemes him into position to succeed, and he gets their guys in, um, you know, in advantageous situations all the time. And they have just a very, very good group of skill position players between Gurley being pretty much unstoppable running the ball and then one of the best receivers out of the backfield also. And then, I mean, Cooks and Woods and Cup, I mean, they fit so well together. All of them do such such good things, so different, such different things. They're all so good at what they do. But that was not just scheme and not just athletes on the field in this game tonight. I mean, Goff threw some absolutely 
ridiculous passes. That third touchdown pass, the second one that he threw to Cooper Cup, was, was nuts. It was nuts. insane. I mean, it's not possible to make a better throw than that. And I mean, we would be talking about the the throws that he made to Brandon Cooks for the fourth touchdown and Robert Woods for the fifth touchdown the same way if he didn't happen to make the third touchdown throw to Cooper Cup. I mean, it, it's it's very very difficult for me to imagine a quarterback playing a better game than that this season. I mean, even the Mahomes game where he had six touchdowns, a couple of those were of the you know the touch pass variety. Oh no no, no this is a this is a better game than Mahomes had in in week one. And look, Mahomes like because. A lot of these guys were running wide open. These Rams receivers and, and, and running backs were running wide open. Not to the extent that Mahomes was. I mean, and not, and not, and they weren't against the Minnesota Vikings defense coached by Mike Zimmer. One of the, what we thought was one of the top three or four units in the league. I mean, golf was perfect. He was incredible. Yeah. And I mean, look, the, the Vikings obviously didn't have Everson Griffin who's going through some personal things right now. Uh, Xavier Rhodes was sort of on and off the field a couple times. I know that the, on the, uh, the fifth touchdown pass to Robert Woods, Rhodes wasn't on the field. Not that it mattered because, you know, they got him matched up with Anthony Barr who was picked on for, for three of the five touchdowns. You know, they had the, the they hit a seam route to Gurley. They hit Cooper Cup on that sort of, you know, leak out route up the right side of the field. And then they hit Woods on that seam route again. I don't know that it necessarily would have mattered if Rhodes was at full strength, but, uh, that was unbelievable, man. It's, it's re- like I said, it's really hard for me to imagine a quarterback playing a better game than that this season at any time. I'm, I'm with you. And I saw a Greg Rosenthal, um, of NFL media. It was, they were all, all those NFL guys were at the game because it's out in LA. And he said that he, I think they were in the end zone. He says he's never seen a better throw than that, that touchdown to cup in person. And I, I can buy it because. Yeah. I mean, it was way down the field. He put it on a, on a rope. It lands in the, in a, you know, it was like that touchdown pass, uh, cousins had to Adam Thielen to, to tie up the Packers. Yep. It's like he put it in the, you know, in a bucket, like the bucket the size of an Easter basket. That's just, by, just, the, by the way, cousins started off the game slinging some absolute lasers, like two of them right over the top of, of Marcus Peters, like full outstretched jump. He had the one to, uh, I think it was stealing down the, the right sideline to get them into scoring position. And then the first touchdown pass to Aldrick Roberts, to Aldrick Robinson was a ridiculous throw that went over the top of Peters. Even the second touchdown pass to Aldrick Robinson yep. was a great throw over the top of two defenders. I mean, he, he was really good too. And, uh, you know, obviously he had that turnover late in the game when he got, and, you know, got sacked a few times late when they were trying to come back. But I mean, he, he Look at the numbers he had. You mentioned them earlier. I mean, they were really, really good too. Yeah. By the way, NFL teams, as John Breach, our, our colleague, just points out on Twitter now, NFL teams now 0 and 11 when flying two time zones or more west for a Thursday night game. I actually think it's worse than that. Joe Fortenball pointed out the stat. If you got the Vikings minus six and a half, congratulations. You covered that. Uh, Dubes, I think, by the way, you can follow Jared on Twitter at jadubin5. You should do that. Um, I, uh, I mean, I don't know what to make of this. Like, this, what a weird five days for the Vikings. Cause you, oh, yeah. you lose at home to the Bills 26 to 7. Uh, it was 27 to 6, excuse me. Um, you're down 27 nothing at halftime, getting humiliated. And then you go out there and, and you give up 38 points to the Rams, a very good Rams team. On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your panic level for the, for the Vikings defense? I'm not too panicked yet. I mean, the, the, the talent is there. The coaching is there. I think that they'll get it together at some point. Maybe they won't be one of the three best defenses in the league, but I think that they're, they're still, there's too much talent there for them to not be a top 10 unit 
this season. You know, they're, they're not going to play the Rams every week. I think last, last week they had sort of a disaster level game, but things don't exactly ease up next week. They got, they travel mm-hmm. to Philly to play the Eagles, but after that, I think they'll have a get right game uh, against the Cardinals in what's going to be Josh Rosen's third, I guess, NFL start. Oof. And, uh, the way that Cardinals offense is designed, I do not have high hopes for, for the way that, uh, that their offense is going to play in that game against, you know, what should be a very good defense yeah. throughout the, re- the rest of the season. That's going to be rough. Um, and by the way, Rosen gets the Seahawks, 49ers, and then the Vikings, and then the Broncos, and then the 49ers again before his bye. Have fun with that, Josh. At least the Chiefs are waiting <laughs> afterwards. Um, you mentioned the, the Vikings schedule too. They get the Jet, they get the, the Eagles on the road in 10 days, Cardinals at home a week after that, Jets on the road a week after that, and then Saints at home a week after that. Um, and then they'll play, uh, I, I guess that's a Thanksgiving game. They'll, no, 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 excuse me. I'm an idiot. Uh, then they'll get the Viking, then they'll get the Lions at home the week after that. It's just not an easy schedule for the Vikings. No. I mean, I think, I think that you have to at least be concerned about their, like, it seems like this Everson Griffin thing might be taking a bigger toll on them from, yeah. from a, just a rotational pass rushing standpoint. Like the Rams, I mean, they got after Jared Goff. Golf a little bit, I guess, but not, I mean, not nearly enough like what you would expect from that pass rush and that defense. And then multiple times on three different touchdowns, the, the, the Rams ended up in a situation where they got either Cooper Cup or Todd Gurley or I can't remember who the third one was. Somebody, Robert Woods, Robert Woods on Anthony Barr in one on one, in a one on one matchup out in the, out in the open field. That's just not going to fly. Yeah, no, that's, you, you can't have that happen. But again, like I have so much faith in Mike Zimmer to get the defense playing at a high level. Yeah. He has taken um, less talented units and turned them into very good defenses. And, I, you know, I, I just have faith, I guess, that he'll fix it, especially with the amount of talent there. And obviously Griffin is an absolute monster loss if they're going to be without him for any extended period of time. Um, you know, we want him to get everything taken care of for, you know, his own for sure. personal well-being before worrying about anything having to do with football. Um, but obviously he is a great player and he's really important to their defense. Um, they, they didn't put, I thought, too much pressure on Goff. Even the times where they did get pressure, it was sort of one man pressure where he could step to the side or step up and then, you know, sort of be out of it and, and get himself uh, a pretty clean throw. He was sacked, I think, twice once early in the game by, uh, um, I can't remember who it was. Uh, the guy that's, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The guy that's filling in. For Griffin right now. Uh, oh, it was, uh, it was, uh, Daniel Hunter, right? Yeah. No, no, not Daniel Hunter. He did, he did get sacked by Daniel Hunter early, but he also got sacked by, um, I think, know, only, the guy I, think, was, I think he only got sacked once. That's all they're, no, I, I think it was twice. He's the, um, the no. guy who was actually filling in for Griffin. And I'm gonna, you're gonna hear me typing again because I'm looking it up. <laughs> Go uh, for it. Uh, no, NFL, NFL, the NFL Jesus, um, is only giving him credit for, uh, for a single, for a single Steven side. Weatherly, oh, yeah, Weatherly the, guy, yeah. the name I was looking for. I thought he got a sack at some point too. Um, I could be wrong, but he's, he's not, anyway, he's, anyway, he's not getting credit for it. But right, right, right. Yeah. Either either way, like it it was a lot of one man pressure where he could sort of easily escape and um and, and get to his man and you know whatever it was twenty how many dropbacks did he have twenty eight dropbacks mm-hmm. yeah or no thir- sorry thirty five dropbacks yeah, yeah. um. 26 completions, 465 yards. I mean, they got anything they wanted. And um, I, I don't necessarily think that that's something that we're going to see too consistently 
against the Vikings throughout the rest of the season. It, it might be possible. Like, are the Rams the best team of football right now? Yeah, I, I yeah. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it's close. I think yeah, the Rams. The, are the best Chiefs team. have looked fantastic, but they they don't have nearly the kind of defense that the Rams do when they're fully healthy. Obviously, they're not going to be fully healthy for a while with the key to leave on injured reserve. But he might come back in, you know, in eight weeks or whatever it is. And even Marcus Peters, who we thought was going to miss a few weeks, played in this game. He didn't, he didn't look full strength, I didn't think, but he was out there and you would expect him to be full strength at some and, point. And look, Sam Shields, Sam Shields is making plays out there. The old, yeah. man, old dude is making, I mean, he had a huge pass breakup and, uh, on Stefan Diggs there, uh, I think in the he second quarter. He almost had another one too, but yep. it went off his hands and dropped Diggs, into Stefan yeah. Diggs' hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sam Shields, uh, much better suited to cornerback life than wide receiver life, as I know, because, <laughs> He is like myself, an alumnus of the University of Miami, and uh, nice, a nice game tonight as well. Mm, we can we can we could spend another twenty minutes talking about that game. Carolina got the <laughs> snot kicked out of the over hit in that game, and uh, Miami covered thanks to three defensive touchdowns. For some reason, Larry Fedora put Chaz Surratt out there and let him throw ten times, and t- three of his ten throws, four of his ten throws were uh, completions, three of his ten throws uh, were interceptions. So that's not great. Uh, worth noting on the Rams. They are now going to spend the next three weeks and um do my quick math here, four of the next five weeks on the road. They go at Seattle, at Denver, at San Francisco, Packers at home, and then at Saints. Now, that stretch looked a lot harder in the preseason. Like I like I think they'll mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. I think they're the best team in football. I would not be surprised at all if they won three road games in a row. Um I think there's a good chance to fade them against the spread coming up next week if the if the Seahawks um can can manage to lose to the Cardinals and and you know the, how good the Rams looked with 10 days of rest. Um but yeah, to me the Rams are the best team in football. They're the most complete team. They had the the one of the biggest advantages from a coaching standpoint of anybody oh, out yeah. there, especially when you factor in Wade Phillips running the defense. Uh, the way that McVay is calling. And I think that for all the things we said about golf, maybe the one thing we're missing is that uh, he's starting to take that leap into that group, or he's in that group right now for me where it's like Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, you know, however, like maybe, maybe he's not at the top end of that, but like he's in the next elite group the way that he's played so far this year. Only three games, but given the steps that he's taken in the past 12 months, I'm okay doing that. Yeah, I mean, he looks about as good as you could possibly look. Even in the first three games, I think he was at six touchdowns and two interceptions. The two interceptions that he threw were both in the red zone and both on absolutely ridiculous plays by a safety cutting off what should have been a sure touchdown. Like, he should have had eight touchdowns and no picks through those first three games, yeah. and he would be at thir- 13 and none right now, which, like, obviously that's where Patrick Mahomes is already after three games. But, I mean, Goff looks really, really good. They're, they're averaging, like, I think they're close to, they gotta be over 10 yards per attempt now, cause he was at 9.3 coming into the game. He just looks fantastic. And by the way, this seven point win for the Rams tonight, that's their closest game of the year know, so far. They beat the Raiders by 20, they beat the Cardinals 34 nothing, and they beat the Chargers by 12. Um, I don't think the Seahawks have been too impressive so far this season. You know, they beat up on the Cowboys last week, but um, I think that my high school football team could probably beat up on the Cowboys <laughs> at this point. Rams, um, Rams are Rams are going to be touchdown favorites in Seattle. At oh, least. yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were touchdown favorites the following week in Denver, Denver and yep. touch, then two touchdown favorites the week <laughs> after that in San Francisco on Sunday Night Football was presumably C.J. Beathard 
uh, playing quarterback. I, I mean, no, you're right. It's, 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 <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm very angry at myself right now too, because I was right about to pick them as my Super Bowl champ, uh, in our preseason predictions. And then I was like, you know what, Dubin, you're being an idiot. Take the best quarterback in the league. And I, and I took the Packers because Aaron Rodgers, and of course, he got hurt like six minutes into the season. Um, the, this the, is also like the third year in a row that I've taken the Packers in our preseason predictions. Well, the Rams, the, Ra- Aaron Rodgers. the Rams are one of those teams where it's like, I think a lot of people are going to be on them. I don't want to take them. And then all of a sudden it was like, nobody's on the Rams and you would have had a free run to, 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 yeah. to live up this no. bandwagon. Oh, well, the good news, Dubin, if you love watching the Rams play football, and you desperately want to see Jared Goff throw these touchdowns, but you couldn't stay up because you had to, you had to get sleep before the Ryder Cup comes on or, or maybe your kid is, uh, likes to wake you up at six in the morning and you need to get to bed. The good news for you is you can watch all of Jared Goff's touchdowns on NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash pick six, P-I-C-K-S-I-X, and you can get a free seven day trial. I mean, Dubin, you can do it, but anybody can do it, obviously. You get the free seven day trial if you go there. Jared, uh, you, I sure can attest as, as, as well as I can that NFL Game Pass, one of the most critical components of doing our job. Oh, absolutely. And look, seven days free. Just keep making up new email addresses and get seven <laughs> days free. That's right. Like, <laughs> Just make sure you go to NFL.com slash pick six for each and every one of those. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah, you just, you just gotta do like what's 365 divided by seven. I mean, all you gotta do is basically come up with 52 email addresses and you get a free year's worth of, uh, free and to worth be of- honest, who doesn't have 52 different email addresses? It seems like an easy plan. I like it. Uh, so yeah, you can get condensed. Uh, so you can watch all the games in 40 minutes, full broadcast version, of course, and all 22 NFL.com slash Pick six. All right. Let's go pick six with Nick Costas. Dubes, thanks as always. It was a pleasure. Fun watching that game with you, buddy. For sure. You too, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Time to talk to the man, the myth. He's not a myth. He's just the legend behind Sportsline Saturday mornings from 11 to noon. If you're a college football fan, noon to one. If you're an NFL fan, you can watch it on CBS Sports HQ, our all new 24-7 streaming sports network. Cuts through the noise and gives you straight news, highlights, and expert analysis from every major sport so you can get smarter, faster for real sports fans who care about the data, stats, and what happened in the game. Not the garbage storylines. You want the facts, Jack. Stream CBS Sports HQ any time of the day on your Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, iPhone, Android phone, any connected device, or go to CBSSportsHQ.com. It's free, baby. No cable TV subscription required. And we get the free services of one Nick Costos, the face of CBS Sportsline. Or, well, Sportsline, I guess. You know, CBS Sportsline, Nick, was actually what this, the website that we oh, were I, I remember back in the day, yeah. yeah. Like the, the early stages of the internet. It was CBSSportsline.com, not CBSSports.com. My, and my friends to this day still say, hey man, how's, how, how are things at Sportsline? <laughs> that's, is, that's bizarre. Well, it hasn't been that in a long time. But, but we've been playing fantasy on CBS since like 99. Yeah. So it's like, hey, yeah. everything good at Sportsline? I'm like, it, it's CBS. CBS. It's funny. I've been playing fantasy since like 1999 also. And I remember swindling a guy in a trade when Marshall Falk got traded to the Rams. I traded Emmett Smith and Aronde Gadsden for Marshall Falk. Wow. And Marshall Falk won me the championship that year. Yes. Yes, he did. That was the greatest show on turf here. Yes. Um, okay, let's dive in. So we're gonna we're branding this segment "15 Minutes of Hell" or some something like that. You and I are gonna blast. I don't know if we love that that that. 15 minutes of something. <clears throat> 15 minutes. Like I like in. the Nolan Richardson thing. Go Arkansas and all that. Pig right. suey, whatever the hell they say. But yeah, I don't know about 15 minutes of hell. Yeah, well, you 15 minutes of well. 
Uh, anyway, we're wasting, hey, we're, we're wasting valuable seconds. The point is we're going to pick six things from this slate that we like that we're going to be heavily invested in this week. You're on the clock. Fire away. Okay. So I'm going all six in a row here. I think we go oh. back and forth. All right. So my first one, um, I, I don't think the cards that easy this week. I, I loved last week, went four and one, 11 and four in the contest. Well, you said you'd promote that. You didn't. Thanks That's a lot, awesome. buddy. Um, 11 and four after a four and one week for yours truly That's great. last you're, week. You're, um, you're, you're 34th in the, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I forgot. You don't know this. All right. We're, we're going to like 16 minutes so I can tell you this. Okay. Um, are you aware what, what <laughs> you don't know this. Are you aware of what would happen? If you win the super contest and win $1.5 million or whatever it is. No. Um, so you know how I, you had to leave Vegas early. Yes. And I had to sign up for you. Okay. Guess who gets the million dollars first? Yeah, well, you know, you can take a cut of it, like a small cut. <laughs> right, like, right, no, you, no, I'll no. Give like, I'll give you like a thousand bucks. No, 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 no. It gets paid to me, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, and then, yes, and then you give it to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just didn't know. I'm, te- I'm telling you right now <laughs> that if I win the million bucks, you get a thousand. I feel like it's going to be more than that. It'll be. Yeah, well, for- yeah, we'll talk about it. Well, uh, I'm not going to win the million, so it doesn't right. really matter. I'm going to try to, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> You, you, yeah, you, maybe you take 1500. We'll see. Uh, maybe more than that since you're going to blow up my taxes, but either way, whatever. Um, at any rate, uh, we'll dive into it. So I agree with you. You're 11 and four. You're th- like 34th in the super contest. You're doing fantastic. You're locked in. You're calm, serene. I'm a little concerned about you. Uh, but I like it. I like just this calm Nick Costas. I like it. You can follow him out. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, just, just leveling out a bit as I, as I inch a little closer here into, uh, into middle age. I guess at 35, I am. Actually, like like the poster child for middle age, right? Wow. Anyway, yeah. I, your number one, your number one thing that you sent me, I know I like it. I know you like it. What is it? Oh, I love the Cowboys on Sunday. Um, mm. and and you know normally I like to bag. I, I like games where a team's coming off a loss, another team's coming off a win, and you get that in this game here. Um, Lions um abused the Patriots on national television on Sunday night. The Cowboys in the national window, four twenty five p.m. Eastern on Sunday, got embarrassed in Seattle against the Seahawks, and you see the line in Dallas is only minus three. Now it is a little worrisome that Sean Lee's not going to play in this game. Could mm. could be a big game for Carry On My Wayward Son, Carry On Johnson, but. Do we trust Jim Bob Cooter and Matt Patricia to give Carrion Johnson the ball, or they will continue to use the exhumed corpse of LeGarrette Blunt? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in them to give Carrion the ball 25 times, so I love the Cowboys here to bounce back. And, you know, CBS Sports tweeted out that stat, Will. Um, Dak Prescott and Brock Osweiler over however many starts it's been, basically the same numbers. Dak's going to have a big game on Sunday, and maybe it's going to be in, in, in with his legs in addition to with his arm. I actually like Jeff Swaim as an under-the-radar guy starting to emerge as the tight end. I'm, I'm being serious here. I'm, I'm starting him in a couple deep uh, leagues. Um, I have another tight end that I like more for DFS, which I'll give out in a little bit. But love the Cowboys laying the three. I think Dallas wins. Huge game for Ezekiel Elliott, and I'm paying up for Zeke this week in in, uh, in daily. 7,700 on DraftKings. Give me Ezekiel Elliott. Monster game for Zeke. Hasn't had one yet this year. Cowboys win. Big game for Zeke. Uh, we are both on board with that. If you look at DVOA, which is yeah, mostly reliable through the first four weeks and then very reliable after that, the Cowboys, I mean the, the, the Lions, excuse me, are 14th in DVOA to uh, passes allowed to running backs. I think Zeke could be a big factor in the passing game this week. Um, and, and then when you look at them in general, 27th against the run. And if you can run the ball and run effectively up front, Zeke, then you can beat the Lions. And I think that's what the Cowboys will do. I agree with you. The, the, uh, the Sean Lee thing is extremely concerning. I'm sort of letting myself get past it because usually the Cowboys stink when Sean Lee uh, is not on the roster. But you look at the, I think that Jalen Smith, I think Leighton Vander Esch, if you're in a, like an IDP league, 
I got him in a dynasty league. I'm gonna That's try. A great call. I'm gonna trot him out there. That dude's a They're playmaker. First round pick, absolutely. Yeah, Jalen sure. Smith will run running like he was at Notre Dame. Yep. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Right. They have a pretty good defense, and I, I don't really like starting a lot of the Lions this week if I can avoid them. Um, and then you look at the numbers here too, in terms of percentages. Fifty-six percent of the bets are on the Lions. No surprise, they slaughtered the Patriots in prime time. Seventy percent of the money is on the Cowboys. Um, I, I'm I'm on the I'm going to take the Cowboys in the Super Contest. Same. Uh, I am on all that. Zeke, I already put in my DraftKings, FanDuel lineups, whatever. I don't know. Can we talk about whoever? I mean, I'm taking Zeke this week. Yeah, uh, I, ha- I, I will as well. Heavily in Daily Fantasy. All right, who you got next? Um, Give me the San Francisco 49ers mm. getting the 10 or the 7.5 um, on the road. I put road in, in quotations yeah. because they're uh, they're playing the Chargers who have no home field advantage. There will sure. probably be more Niner fans there than Chargers fans. Again, fans fans in in quotations for the Chargers. <laughs> CJ Beathard's better than you think. And I'm talking to you. Not you, Will Brinson. Oh. You, person listening to the Pick 6 podcast. Now, don't get it twisted here, right? CJ Beathard ain't Steve Young. He ain't Joe Montana. He ain't even Jeff Garcia. He ain't even Jimmy Garoppolo. But he is a capable backup quarterback. Valuable experience for him last year. And I like what I'm hearing from this Niners defense. You know, they couldn't tackle anyone last week against the Chiefs, and they know it. And they were kind of embarrassed by that. And Robert Sala, their defensive coordinator, has kind of called them out to the media. I think you'll get a much better effort from the defense. Love Fred Warner, the rookie linebacker. And I think Beathard's going to have a decent game. Chargers are going to win the game, but a lot more Niners fans than you would think will be there on the road. I think the Niners fall inside the number. I, I, I really like San Francisco. Probably a contest pick for me. Wow. Um, I like the Chargers, but I don't, I don't love them. I was talking with Joe Fortenbaugh, uh, our, who mentioned that you, he, he thought you might be on the, the 49ers and he liked him as well. And he also pointed out that a lot of times in these situations, that first game for the, for the backup quarterback, can be not a bounce back game, but can be like a rally around the troops type of game to keep 100%, it close. 100%. Like world's against us. We lost our yeah. quarterback. No one thinks we can do it. Backs against the wall and then they come out and they play well. We've, it's a, it's a tale as old as time. I'm scared of betting on the Chargers to blow somebody out in September. October, totally different ball game. September, very concerning. Uh, I'll tell you what a game I like a lot here, Nick. It's my number two. The Titans getting four points against the Eagles in Tennessee. No one, the Titans are like the Eagles from last year. Maybe not as talented or whatever, but nobody believes oh, in the Titans. With no chance to win the Super Bowl. Right. Well, nobody said that about Philly either. Nobody, nobody believes in the Tennessee Titans except yours truly. I believe in the Titans, Nick, and I think they can beat the Eagles. I mean, they're two and one. I think that people probably believe in them, right? I think if you ask a hundred people on the street, what is the Titans record? They'd be like, well, who are the Titans? Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, they kind of kind of flown under the radar. And, and look, Mike Vrabel's done a tremendous job the last couple of weeks yep. here. Um, I, I can't roll with it. First off, can, can Marcus Mariota throw the ball? Like, no, like, he can't. Have, yeah, can feel his fingers. Yeah. So like, and, and, but like, you love Tennessee then at home against the Eagles and that defensive line. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, he'll be fine. They'll be able to run the ball. I think he'll they'll... he'll be fine. Be fine. Or. He won't. Yeah, or he can't feel his fingers. <laughs> I'm staying away from this game, but if I had to, and it would pain me to do it because I don't love the spot generally to do stuff like this, I, w- I would back Philly on the road. Mm. All right, interesting. The guy I would throw out here is a deep sleeper for DFS purposes, Taewon Taylor. Oh, love Taewon Taylor, especially with Rashard Matthews out of town. Rashard Matthews, Nomas in Tennessee having been released. I uh, it's a great call. Tawan, I really yeah. do. And if, if Mariota can feel his fingers, then like him and Corey Davis, like that's that's a pretty good <laughs> second-year wideout tandem. That's right. Uh, and if you look at the numbers in terms of um, DVOA, as I mentioned before, and you go find Philadelphia, which is what I'm doing right now, they are 31st in DVOA against number two wide receivers. Uh, I think you can see Taewon Taylor do some damage. Who you got next? 
Um, give me the Houston Texans um, on the money line against the Indianapolis Colts. It's one of my favorite picks of the week. Um, look, Houston's been bad, 0-3. Bill O'Brien's done a terrible job. But ultimately, there's too much talent on both sides of the ball, and I think that'll win out here. And, 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 and look, I know you talk about the Andrew Luck stuff a lot. Very concerning, the fact that he can't drive the ball down the field, no matter what they say, no matter what anyone says. Comes out for the Hail Mary. That's not a positive. And J.J. Watt, looking like J.J. Watt again, abused the Giants' offensive line last week. Not that that's saying much. And I do think this Colts defense better than a lot of people think. And you and I have talked about that quite a bit with uh, with Pete Prisco as well. But I just think this is a blow-up spot for the Texans. I think Houston's going to win this game by seven or more points. Um, love the Texans getting getting the one, getting the one and a half, getting the two. I like them on the money line. I think they win the game. And um, team total over is not released yet, but I, I will be looking to play Houston's team Ooh. total over. I think we're going to get big games from both Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins in the uh, the passing attack. I'm with you there. I mentioned it yesterday on the podcast with Heath Cummings that I like the Texans. I actually think that you could make a case, Nick, um, to stack Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, or Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller, depending yeah. on what you're doing. Not, I mean, not, not like some revelation, but I don't think people are onto the idea that Deshaun Watson, he's put up numbers the last two weeks, yes. even if they're 0-3, I think you'll see him under-owned relative to other elite quarterbacks. I agree with that. Um, and, I, and I think it's a blow-up spot potentially yeah. for him. In and a, I think he will blow up. In a dome point. against a bad secondary, the Texans are desperate. Uh, they're very good. They're like top... 12 and or 11th in DVOA as a team this year, which is very weird considering they're 0 and 3. Uh, they need to win very badly, much more so than, than the Colts do. So that was actually one of my picks too. I like, uh, I like the Texans as well. Who else you got? Um, give me the, uh, the New York football giants getting the three and a half at home against the New Orleans Saints. Um, I don't want to back my team. I did it last week and it actually worked out. Proud of you. Proud of giants- you. Giants team total overcall last week. Not bad. That pick was over by halftime. Thank God. All right. So let me ask you this. When you guys dropped all these picks on Sportsline, do you have to watch Sportsline to get the picks or you tweet them out? Because I mean, I, I, I mean, like I'm encouraging anyone listening to watch the Sportsline show leading up to the game starting, but I, I yeah. like I'm, I got a million things going on from 12 to one at my house on a Sunday. I mean, I mean, my, my picks are out there, but okay. I mean, like our experts are not going to tweet their picks out. Right, so, so you can see all my picks I put out there for free and also on the show. But I mean, look, I'm doing pretty well. I'm off to a hot start, but look, I mean, this is, it's, you know, it's not going to, I'm not going 80% for the season. You know, it's not going to happen. You know, I mean, maybe I will, but I mean, probably not. No, probably the not. experts, I'm good. The experts are great. Those are the guys you need to be watching for. So yeah, you can get my picks for free and who's, I'll put them on Twitter, but not our experts. Who's the, who's the, who's the one to follow right now? Who's the hottest expert out there right now? Oh, my, they're all really good. I mean, Furman's been super hot. Mm. Um, Hammer and Hank Goldberg, basically he's, his best bets have not been great. Like his one best bet. But he went six and one last week. His best bet was the Bengals. That was the only loss he gave it, like that of all the, the, the games that he gave us. Kelly Stewart's been really hot. I mean, she gave us LSU on the money line a couple weeks ago as a, as a 10 point underdog at Auburn. Wow. Um, she, she nailed the NFL last week. They, they love the Arizona Cardinals last week. They covered. So our experts generally do a great job. And look, and I'll say this, you know, no, we're not going to win a hundred percent of the time. Nobody does. That's not what I'm trying to sell you that we're going to win a hundred percent of the time. But what I can tell you is that we have the best information period, bar none, and all our rationale is rock solid. It might not always work, but you will be properly informed when you watch Sportsline on CBS Sports HQ. 11 to 12, Saturdays, 12 to 1 on Sundays, and every night at 6 o'clock. I, I, by the way, speaking of hot experts, 
four and one last week in the super yeah, contest. Yeah, you killed it. Yeah, after after you had to drag me on there, you're like, I need something to tout. I'm like, I got nothing to tout after week two. Yeah, no, no, you did well. And, uh, <laughs> man, I'm looking forward to you'll be on Friday's edition of uh of Sportsline. I host it Monday, Thursday, Friday, I w- Saturday, Sunday. Will I really? That's I mean, you were on last Friday. I don't see why you wouldn't be on this Friday too. Excited to find out about that from somebody uh, on Friday morning. We're recording this on Thursday night. I'm sure I'll yeah. find out by the time people listen. Um, did you? you yeah. Just, so, so anyway, yeah, Giants, Giants, plus Giants the three yeah. and a half. I don't want to back them, but I just feel like it's pretty it's pretty good value here. I think they're going to put some points up. I love Odell Beckham in uh in daily this week. You know, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year. Regression coming there. And um also give me Ben Watson in daily. You know, the Giants the last couple of weeks um have gotten away with playing teams that don't really feature the tight end too much. The Dallas Cowboys obviously don't throw to the tight end at all. They, they did last week. That's why I like Swain, but not in week two. And then, of course, the Houston Texans last week, they don't really throw to the tight end often. But Austin Safari and Jenkins had a touchdown against the Giants called back in week one. And I think Ben Watson's going to have a pretty good game here. Um, Giants last last year against the tight end were terrible. Watson's only 3,300 on DraftKings. I think he scores on Sunday for the Saints, but I do like the Giants getting the three and a half. That was a name that uh, Heath Cummings actually threw out uh, this week as well. I would say... Um, I'm going to give you the, the Bengals plus five. Um, they might be down to four by the time that people listen to this, as you and I pointed out. This has been – apparently people are hammering the Bengals against the Falcons. Understandable. I would not be surprised if the Bengals didn't cover because the Falcons have a weird way of scoring a late touchdown at home. But I think the matchup um, is very good, and you are giving yourself a high probability of covering if you can get the Bengals plus the points. And then he's not cheap per se, and everybody's on him, I guess. Uh, he's top five in Jamie Eisenberg, uh, top five or six with Jamie, Dave, Richard, and, and Heath Cummings in terms of their rankings. But Giovanni Bernard, as a running back play in DFS, I think he'll be used a lot and his ownership will be high, but I don't care. If you look at, if you look at the numbers. They, in, they just can't, like McCaffrey and Kamara put up video game numbers the yeah, last two weeks with but, no Deion Jones and but, Keanu Neal. And that completely ignore, like, it doesn't completely ignore the fact, but like, that it also ignores that, um, like, uh, you also had Edo Smith, or no, sorry, Edo Smith plays for that. But I mean, look, the, the point being is that the, lots of running backs in those games caught lots of passes. And they're gonna, if the Bengals have any sense about them, they're gonna throw the ball to Gio Bernard a lot out of the Agreed. backfield. I, lo- uh, I love the call by you. Love so it. I got Bengals and Gio. What you got next? Um, give me the Baltimore, say in the AFC North, give me the Ravens on Sunday night. Mm. Um, I actually have this on my side is at three and a half. I may not play it in the contest at three. Um, I'm deciding between a pool of eight games that I tweeted earlier on Thursday at the Costo. So I'll choose five of those eight games. Baltimore is one of them. Um, but if you can get the Ravens at three and a half, I would strongly recommend it because I think Baltimore can definitely win the game. They can win the game. They can obviously cover that number, especially if you're getting the hook at three and a half. And I also think whether Baltimore wins or not, and I think Baltimore has a really good chance to win this game, I think they're going to score some points. And I think John Brown's going to be a monster on Sunday. Mm. You play those those showdowns in daily, I, I would, I'm would i 100% playing John Brown, and I'm playing Flacco. Um, and I'm looking at that Ravens team total over on Sunday night. Whether they win or lose, I think Baltimore puts up a bunch of points. I personally think they're going to go into Pittsburgh. I think they're going to win the game. So Ravens plus the points. Love it. Love it at three and a half. Really like it at three. And um, Ravens team total over. Yeah, I, I like that call. By the way, the, the total in that game is 51. What, what, what Ravens-Steelers game is this? Get out of here. It's uh, pretty awesome. Give me Tariq Cohen and Allen Robinson in, uh, in Daily Fantasy this year or this week. I think Allen Robinson, I like Why the- Cohen? Because I Robinson I get. Why, why do you like Tariq Cohen? Absolutely zero people will be on uh, Tariq Cohen this week. Is that, is, that fair to, is that fair to say? Well, 
Yes, but the reason <laughs> is, it's like they, he, doesn't, he hasn't got the ball since week one. So how come you like him so much this week? Buccaneers, 28th in DVOA against running backs. I think you could see him catch some passes. And okay. all, he, all he needs is one jailbreak. This is a, this is, I'm not saying like every lineup I'm constructing will have Tariq Cohen in it. But if I'm playing a, 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 a large tournament, I'm going to figure out a way to get Tariq Cohen in there as like a really low end flex that allows me to pay up and get that DeAndre Hopkins to Sean Watson uh, stack. And I did consider, by the way, going with the Bears team total over. And I think this could be a, a pretty good game for, for Mitchell Trubisky on mm. Sunday. Maybe a little coming out party for uh for Mitchy T Mitch could on use Sunday. One. Well see we agree on that. Mitch could use Mitch could use Mitch could use one because he's not Mitchell. He's Mitch until he grows up and throws touchdown passes. I, I haven't called him Mitchell once. All right, what else you got? Um this is the last one, right? Yep. Um Bills team total over against the Packers. Now this <laughs> does not necessarily correlate to the Bills covering that spread because you know, I think that we could be in store for one of those vintage Aaron Rodgers, like four or five touchdown games by halftime. But I really like what I saw from Josh Allen last week. And I, what I really like about Josh Allen is not just what he's doing with his arm, but with his legs. Like he's in the red zone. He's their running back and he's got rushing touchdowns in each, each of the last two weeks. And I think these, they're going to be able to move the ball against this Packers defense. And I think that they're going to go over with their, with their team total over. It'll probably be around 17 when you look at the, um, the spread of the game and what the actual total is be around 17 points. I think the bills are going to crack 20. Now, again, the Packers could score 40, so it could be like 44 to 20. But I don't think you mind that. As like, if you got the Bills too no, total, I think you're that's like, great. You've like got the Bills team total over. Let the Green Bay score a million points and have the Bills have to chase. So, uh, so yeah, this is, um, a pro Josh Allen bet here. Wager. Um, Josh Allen's Bills got a little, team total over. Josh Allen's got a little Cam Newton to him. I kind of like it. All right. Last one for me. I'm going to take the Jets plus seven and a half. And I am also going to be using the Jets DST for fantasy and daily purposes. They get the Jaguars. Blake Bortles probably going to be throwing a bunch again. And, uh, that, that screams pick six for a man like Jabal Adams, who, who's due for to take one to the house. I get they're, they're, they're cheap. They're not expensive. So you can pay down. You, you don't have to pay up for them, uh, for, in terms of a DST. Um, I like Jacksonville in that game, but I, I don't have a strong feeling, so I can't like sit here and pound the table and really disagree with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid that game. Yeah, Sam Darnold against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense on the road is a little scary. And you know what's not scary is watching Sportsline to get all your information and news. Follow Nick Costas at the Costas on Twitter. Watch Sportsline twelve to one on Sundays and eleven to twelve on Saturdays there you on go. CBS Sports HQ.com. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, time to do the lines, the super contest picks, the experts, the guys who are in the lead. Well, you guys aren't in the lead. We talked to Nick already. He's in the lead. Pete, what will you do if Nick finishes top ten in the super contest? Be happy for him. That's a lie. I'll be ninth. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me now, Pete Frisco and RJ White. Uh, you know, it's, 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 if somebody's in the money, I'm happy for whoever's in the money, to be honest. If with I get in the money, you won't be happy for me. Yeah, I will. Whoever's in the money, we should be happy if somebody gets in the money. That's true. Like, you know, we have somebody on this podcast that has been in the money. Twice. RJ. That's right. Where'd you finish and last I year? I appreciate you guys being happy for me. I finished tied for 18th last year. Wow. That's and a... he's And he's right up. What are you in right now? Nine? Oh, no, not, not yet. How many you got now? I got eight and a half points. Oh, he's so... only a half point ahead of me and you, Brinson. Wait, wait, wait. You got eight and a half? So what place are you in right now? 700 and... Like us? Or something oh, okay. like that. All right. So Nick's, Nick's at what? 11 points? It, uh, I think so, yeah. RJ, you look at all the standings all the time. Is there actually somebody in the first three weeks that doesn't have one win? I don't know. I don't, that would be. I don't ever have to look that far down. Oh, look at that <laughs> arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got bad news for everybody. We, we like 
Pete and I did a segment on CBS Sports HQ, and as we just mentioned with Nick, you can watch uh, Sportsline at you know, 6 to 7 p.m. every night. Pete and I did a segment on, um, what night was it? Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday night. And uh, the pro- I'm not going to blame the producers, but they gave us seven seven games that we picked exactly the same. How worried are you that this slate is setting up to just ruin us all? Uh, it's We're done. We're, we might as well not even play the weekend. We're dead. We're all dead. That's a good. It's, it's like the kiss of death. We all agree. We agree too much. That's Even one. just talking to RJ, and I know you've, you've come off some of your games. We agree, we all agree. Brinson, that was seven games they gave out to both of us at different times, and we still agreed on. I had no, when they, when I, when I, I had sent my night at like five o'clock, I had no idea what you'd picked. Like when I got up there and, and, and like, they'd be like, all right, Pete, uh, Eric Casillas would be like, who, who do you like? And you'd say it, I'd be like, oh boy. And it was no, like, no, they came over to me before the show and they told me we had all the p- same picks. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. a loser. All right, well, let's dive into it. The first one, I do think some of these super contest lines, and of course we're using footballcontest.com, the best proxies in the business. You can check them out. Um, they hook us up on Team Oddshark, team, hashtag TeamOS. Um, you can make your picks there. And we look at the slate. The Patriots are minus six and a half on the super contest. Um, Pete. It feels like six and a half is begging people to take the Patriots. Well, I was hoping to get seven because I like Miami in this game. Mm-hmm. I think Adam Gase is coach of the year right now, and he's done a phenomenal job. And that team's playing good football. They're a good football team. There are guys on that team that people don't know that are playing good. Mm-hmm. Taylor, the defensive tackle, is playing really good. I mean, they, they have a lot of young talent on that team. Rashad Jones probably going to be back, which will help them. And New England can't stretch the field. And I know Josh Gordon will probably get in there. There's rumors now that he's going to get some, you know, 20 plays or whatever. But even so, I worry about New England's offense. They don't have any pass rushers. Uh, I love Miami in this game. I, I think Miami has a chance to win the game. I think they do too. I think they've been the better team so far. If you look at the DVO rating, DVOA ratings that Football Outsiders puts out, uh, they obviously like to use um, offense adjusted, defense adjusted, whoever uh, is the schedule that you're playing. So they're not that accurate at this point, but Miami's been so good that even when they combine it with what they said in the preseason, Miami still ranks as the better team right now. So I do think this line is a little high because of that. New England, we expect to come in, win, but that's what we said last week. You know, they're going to come in, they're going to win off a loss. It's, that's what Brady do. I do, would lean the Dolphins too. Six and a, I would have rather had seven, so I'm probably yeah. not going to play it in the contest. If it's I played it in the cup. By the way, my, my picks are in tonight. I played it in the Oh, contest. you took the, uh, well, I'm going to, it's tomorrow night, last night. Last um, night. That's two weeks in a row. You played it on Thursday, Pete. Yeah. You got bailed out by Baker Mayfield, and I'm assuming that um, on Thursday night you took the Vikings. I did. Yes. I did take the Vikings. Uh, to RJ, how hard was it for you not to put your picks in on Thursday? Yeah, it's difficult. I obviously want to see the injuries every week, but Minnesota plus seven in the contest was such a good line that I really wanted to just put it in. But you're giving up on the other four picks, all the information that you could use. So I, I said, let's, you know, th- this was probably the toughest week I've had and not played in a long time. And I, f- I decided not to do it. All right. Well, we'll, Pete will tell us when he, so you actually have the Dolphins at plus six and a half. As, I do. As one of your contest picks. By the way, Miami, Miami six in the NFL in yards per play right now. New England, 24th in yards per play. New England is, I, I'm not, I don't want to linger on this game too long, but RJ last year, RJ would posit this idea like, all right, what happens if like you put Vikings uniforms on Jaguars players, right? People would respect like the the stigma of the Jaguars lingered a little bit, even as they even as they were winning games, just because of you know who the franchise is, et cetera, et cetera. Is it the reverse right now with the Patriots? Like if you threw, 
I don't know, the, the, if you threw Colts uniforms on this Patriots team, what would this line be at home against the Dolphins? Uh, three at yeah. best. Yeah. No question. Cause they're not good. No, they're not playing good either. And Dolph, and you know, we want to write off the Dolphins. You know, it's only been three games. They haven't played the best of, of players, but Ryan Tannehill plus Adam Gase is 10 and one in their last 11 starts dating back to before Tannehill's injury. So it's not like this is completely out of left field. You know, they've done well before and it's not crazy to think they can keep this going. If Ryan Tannehill had had the season, he's had 16 games with, with Adam Gase. If he'd had that season, that 16 game season, you plopped it into the 2017 year, he would have been a top 10 quarterback. Like right. pretty easily. And, um, so yeah. and they believe in him. They, they believe me. They, they believed in him all along. They were never drafting a quarterback. I don't know why anybody thought they were, they were. Cause it's fun to picture Baker Mayfield in Miami. That's why Pete, um, Colts minus one at home against the Texans. Yeah, I like the Colts in this game. Um, I'm not sold on luck. You know, it's obviously problematic that they had to take him out for the Hail Mary. It shows you that. He might might not be able to make all the downfield throws he needs to make, but this line just doesn't make sense to me with how these teams have been playing. The Colts have clearly been the better team right now. They're not that far away from being 3-0. We had that freak play in, in week one when they were driving for a potential win. They played Eagles tough in Philly, you know, with Carson Wentz back. That's a tough game. And even if the stats don't back up the Colts, you know, being a great team, like they almost, they were really close in that game the whole way through. The Texans have looked awful on the other hand, even at home against a bad Giants team. Um, Houston secondary's banged up. Watson doesn't look right. Colts might be able to move the ball even th- with a short and medium passing game and not having the deep ball. I know that Houston needs this game more, but I don't think there's any reason that we shouldn't be seeing Colts minus three at the line. So I think we're getting great value there. I like the Colts too. I didn't put them in the contest, but I, I mean, it's just watching the Texans on tape. They have the worst tackle tandem I've ever seen in the NFL history, I think, right now, the way they're playing. And that says something because the Giants have had a couple awful years of tackles. I mean, Davenport and R- Martinez Rankins, the, the rookie, are so bad, the kid can't even stand in there at all. So, and, and Indy's been playing good defense and they've been getting after the quarterback. So I, I, I'm with you, RJ. I like Indy in the game. I didn't play it in the contest, but I think they win the game. I like, I like Indy. Like I, I, I was on Indy last week and I, I bailed on them for some stupid reason. I should have taken them in the contest as the Chargers instead. Cost me a five and a week. The, this line stinks too much though. I'm a little worried about it. Like it's, it's too stinky. And I feel like Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins could go in there, have a big game. Steal a win. They're a desperate team at 0 and 3 that, that could be, a, or you know, it could be a playoff, like a playoff caliber team in terms of expectations. Whereas the Colts uh, don't have those same ex- expectations. I'm actually leaning towards Houston here for no really good reason other than the line stinks. Pete, your Bengals are at your Falcons and the Falcons are minus five. That line has already fallen down. Uh, did you put anything on the contest here? I feel like you might have. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't because – and you guys know I hate back-to-back road games. That's what the Bengals are doing. I hate it. But I'm concerned about the middle of the field uh, with no Ricardo Allen in there now. That's going to be a problem. The, the entire middle of the field defense is gone uh, for Tampa Bay. Uh, I So I kind of stayed away. I, I probably – if I had the pick, I'd probably lean to the Falcons, but I don't love it. Yeah, I know the travel disparity is big because the Falcons also getting their third straight home game, so yeah. they haven't been on the road in a long time. Um, Bengals can put up points, though. I think they'll get that backdoor cover if we need it. I, I'm leaning toward t- putting the Bengals in the contest. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it so far. Atlanta's scoring on every red zone trip now after not being able to do it at all, so 
So I don't know that that holds. You know, you're not going to have. We knew that they wouldn't have that one extreme forever, but we know they're not going to have this extreme either forever. So they're going to have to settle for some field goals at some points. I think Bengals can score touchdowns whenever they need to with that beat up defense. So, Bengals are 32nd in the league on third down defense, though. That that's bad, against yeah. that's bad against that. Yeah, defense, that was the thing that stuck out when I was rewatching that game against the Panthers is that they couldn't get a stop when they yeah. needed it. So this should be a high scoring game. I, I like that too. I, I like the over here. Me you know, too. if you're going to play the game, I think over is the way to go instead of playing either side of the line. Uh, but if I'm leaning, I, getting five seems like a little too much in what should be a high-scoring game. And, by the way, if you want to take that over, you should take it now because it's up to 52. I think it opened at 48 or something like that in, in Vegas, and it has climbed very quickly. But there's no reason to think there won't be scoring. Like, no. In, in, on a, you, know, you don't have any weather involved. You're on a track. Um, Atlanta will sling it around. they got multiple weapons they can throw to. The Bengals also have, you know, you've got – John Ross, Tyler Boyd, and of course AJ Green, who is questionable, but I would expect will end up playing. Gio Bernard could catch like 32 passes in this game. I like the Bengals, um, and am probably going to put them in as a super contest pick, but I'm still sorting through my stuff. I like this new podcast format. I don't have to tell you what my picks are, Pete, and you can't make me tell you. Packers minus nine and a half, RJ, what you think? Yeah, I don't like laying a lot of points, but this is the situation where I might have to do it. I do like the Packers in this spot. It's a huge come-down spot for the Bills. They had an improbable win. Uh, you could see them trying 110% in that game. Everything kind of broke right for them in that game. You know, a sack fumble, sack fumble. They they're don't have to drive the ball that much. All of a sudden, it's 17 nothing before you even look up, and everybody's wondering what's going on. Uh, I don't think we're going to get that that game script uh, again this year for the Bills uh, when everything is going right. So will they be able to drive the ball down, drive after drive, and keep up with Aaron Rodgers if he's playing well. I don't know. I don't see it. You know, I think the the Packers can get ahead in the first half by seven to ten points, and I don't think the Bills have a comeback in them. So, so Packers have a great home field advantage. Four points to me is what I give them for home field, which is more than I give any other team is tied for the most with a few other teams. Uh, if you give them four points for home field advantage, that means on a neutral field you're talking five and a half points. That doesn't seem like enough for the disparity between these two teams. So I do like the Packers here. It'll probably end up in the contest, even though it's a higher line than I usually take. Yeah, I like the Packers. I didn't put them in the contest, but I do like them. I, again, I'm going back to you know traveling twice in a row against the team that's coming home after being on the road. Didn't play very well last week. Uh, I I like Green Bay. I don't love them, but I if I had to if you had to pin me down on, I take the Packers. Yeah, me too. Nine and a half is intriguing. Ten, no, no thanks. But nine and a half is intriguing. I I, however, as I told RJ the other day, I am not laying any more huge numbers in this super contest thing. It gets me in trouble every time I do it. Not gonna not gonna touch the Chargers. Not gonna touch the Packers. But if I had to pick a team here, I would take um the Packers. Next up, Pete. I feel like you get a little low energy here. You guys, what's going on, Pete? You got tired? I don't feel good today. RJ's under the weather, like literally under the weather. So yeah. am I. Pete probably caught what I had. Mm. I don't feel good today. Pete, I true, I play on, man. You're, I play hurt. You're, you truly, you're, you're Michael Jordan. Every day of your life is Michael Jordan in the flu game, Pete. I play on. By the way, Friday night, you can watch Pete on CBS Sports HQ. What? Oh no, you're not, you're going to bail out on Friday again and make me do it? Is that what's happening? What are you talking about? Are you going to do Friday night on uh, CBS Sports HQ? Sports line? No. Why wouldn't I you don't do that? that. You do it. I do that? that? I found that out like two hours ago that huh? I do it. And they haven't asked me yet. Somebody told me that I'm going to be doing it. They haven't asked me yet. What do you got going on Friday night? I got stuff to do. I got a family. Maybe you don't got anything going it's on. It's the one day of the week I'm home. I work at home on Friday. You, you live. Moron. You work at the same place you live. Get out of here. Moron. There it is. Um, <laughs> Cowboys 
minus three. I love the Cowboys here. They will be a super contest pick for me. I think this is a signature Ezekiel Elliott game where they get going against a susceptible Detroit Lions rushing attack, Pete. Yeah, I like the Cowboys too. I didn't put them in the contest, but I do like them. I, 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 look, the Lions careered last week. That was one of those games where everybody played up to their career level and they found a way to win the game, put so much into it. Now you go on the road uh, against the Dallas team that, you know, hasn't played very well, but they can get after people with their front seven. So I like the Cowboys too. It's definitely a come down spot for the Lions after that, getting a win for Patricia against his old team. Lions also have an NFL worst 5.4 yards per carry allowed. So that really plays into the hands of what the Cowboys do well. The Cowboys defense is underrated. They're fourth in net yards per attempt allowed, fourth in yards per carry allowed. I don't think people realize how good that defense has played, but I'm definitely worried about Sean Lee's injury. If he's not in there, that's that's a big blow to that defense because he does so much bringing them together, and his leadership is really apparent when you watch them on tape. So Cowboys running the ball, chewing the clock is good for the under. I'm not sure that the Cowboys defense is going to play quite up to the standard. I would probably take them laying the three, but the Sean Lee injury is probably going to spook me from putting them in the contest. The uh, Dallas Cowboys currently on offense 23, 23rd in yards per play, but a stunning second overall in yards per play on defense. That is a really good number for Dallas. I think it is absolutely true that the Cowboys defense is better than their offense. Um, they just got to get that run game going. I think this is the week they do it. Jaguars minus seven and a half hosting the Jets. I know that is this a contest play for you, Pete? No, it is not. Um, I can't trust the way they call plays in that team. Uh, last week was atrocious and they played to not to lose rather than to win. And they looked up and they were in a game and it was nine, six against the crippled quarterback and, and they lost the game. So for me, uh, I can't pick them on a week to be basis as one of my best picks until I know what kind of game they're going to play. And I don't know what kind of game they're going to play. I do think they'll shut down Sam Darnold. So I would lean to the Jaguars, but I I don't trust their play calling in those games. Yeah, seven and a half I think is a touch too much for me to take the Jaguars. I would probably lean Jets, but I'm just going to stay away completely in the contest. The gap in talent just isn't that big between these two teams. Jaguars have a great stop it. Jaguars have a great defense, but I'm not convinced they they can move the ball consistently. They got the gap in talent between the two teams is enormous. I, I don't think so. What are you talking about? Aside from Leonard Williams on the defense. Name a couple other guys that might start. Okay. Jamal Adams. Okay, him. The safeties. One safety. Uh, Avery Williams is good. He's not better than what they got in Jacksonville. He's not like the best linebacker in this matchup, but he's good. RJ, there's the talent level is. I'm not saying the Jets have the Jaguars defense. I'm saying the gap, overall gap on the roster between the two teams isn't that good because the Jaguars offense isn't that good. The, when it's healthy, it's better. The Jets, the Jets are a poor man's Bears and the Bears are a rich man's Jaguars. Okay. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I do to... think the Jaguars defense is too good to allow garbage time coverage. So if they're up 10 in the second half, I don't think that the, the Jets are covering this game. The point is to keep it low scoring and not let it get. See, there. I think it'll be like 23 to 7 or something. I don't think the Jets are going to, I think Darnold's going to have problems this week. By the way, I'm just sitting here thinking, shouldn't Brinson be in front of Congress right now? <laughs> God, <laughs> I was actually watching that, um, the hearing a little bit. I'm not, I'm, you're not going to get me off on a, uh, Brinson gets fired for talking about this tangent. No, um, but you look like him a little bit though. He would make fa- he'd make fa- my wife texted me and said, you look like this guy when you're watching, this guy looks like you when you're watching sports. Like, ah, like, like making like wild faces. You look a little, you look a little, and you, big you, know, hair, you do look a little like him. Big hair, uh, prep school. Willie boy. Yeah. You look um, like him. Me, no hair, no prep school. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, he made some faces where I'm like, Oh my God, that looks like me. This is disturbing. Uh, he said he likes beer too. So 
I, I also like beer. We know you like beer. I do like beer, Pete. Um, you know what? You know what else I like? I like. Uh, eh, I'm fine with the Bears minus three. I, I I think I'm actually leaning towards Tampa. Tampa might go win this game. One more Fitz Magic heave. Is that crazy, RJ? Um, I think it might be a little crazy. I think coming off Monday night loss, uh, now he's got to look over his shoulder because Winston could come in at any minute. I'm just staying away from this completely. I like the Bears defense to make things tough for Fitzpatrick. Um, I'm not going to quite rule out a quarterback switch in this game if things are going bad and he looks as bad as he did on Monday night. I'm not sure Trubisky can keep up though if Fitzpatrick is playing well, you know, and he has mm-hmm. to generate points on that offense. The Bears were impressive coming back on the road last week, even though it was a, against a bad team. Uh, you know, it jumped out to a 14-0 lead and the Bears defense clamped down and the offense scored just enough points to get it done. Uh, they have a good home field advantage. So at three, I'd probably lean toward the Bears because I think they're slightly better than the Bucks and I like their home field advantage in that stadium, but I'm just going to stay away from it. I almost took the Bears in the contest because I think this is, uh, Fitz tragic shows up here. I, I think this is the end of the road for him. I think this team will get after him a little bit. And you saw when he gets pressured, he just starts throwing the helium balloons up. Uh, <laughs> for me, I think this is it. He plays poorly. They lose the game. And next week, Jameis Winston's the starting quarterback, which is the way it should be. Two weeks because of the bye. But well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's, they're, they're practicing next, next week. Right, he's sure. the number one quarter. Well, I mean, like, but here's the other thing too that I don't think anybody's mentioned is that you can't start Jameis Winston in this game. And then if he stinks, go to Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can, however, start Ryan Fitzpatrick. And if he stinks, go to Jameis Winston. Like, that would be perfectly fine. Once you insert Jameis back in the lineup, Jameis is back in the lineup. So I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick will get at least a half. And if he lays a total egg, then it wouldn't be surprising to see Jameis come in and eat that W or something like that. Eagles minus four at the Titans. You know I got this in my super contest picks. Titans plus four. My Titans. My wounded man, Marcus Mariota. A Taewon Taylor special. Eagles are overvalued coming in here to Tennessee. Titans steal this, Pete. Went out right. I, I, le- I looked at the Titans as a possible pick for me, and I, and I stayed away from it. But I, I'm with you. I, 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 I still worry about the Eagles. Their offensive line hasn't played very well. The Titans' defense got after it last week. I think they're going to be pretty good in this game. I just worry. How are the Titans going to score? How do they score points? Yeah, uh, when we talked about this at the beginning of the week, Brinson, I said, what is this line? You know, I think it was three when it opened. I said, what is this line? The Eagles are so much better. We don't know that Mariota can play well. Uh, we don't know what offense we're getting out of Tennessee. Eagles are going to go in there destroy. Then I looked at it, you know, rewatched the games, dug into the stats. I do like the Titans here as wow. well. I've come full circle now. If you flip the home field, the Eagles shouldn't be 10 points at home against any solid team right now. That is- I would make – I'd make them that against the Bills, sure. The Cardinals, sure. But yeah, 10 points against the Titans that have played really well defensively. Even with Mariota's ability to score points, maybe compromise. The run game and the defense should do well against Philly. It's still the preseason for Wentz. It's still the preseason for Alshon Jeffrey, who's going to make his debut. These guys aren't going to hit the ground running usually. It takes a few weeks to get, get your legs out under you. For most offenses, when you look at the level of play in weeks one and two. So I would probably make this line Eagles two and a half if I was booking it. And even at that number, I think I might like the Titans to score the home upset. So I might take the Titans in the contest, and I still got to look into it a little bit more. But, yeah, I flipped 180 from where I was early in the week. Yeah, that was like the first thing you said to me on either uh, – was it was it Monday? It was either it was Sunday. Probably Sunday night. Probably Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like the Eagles. Might, I mean, and I, mean I, I could be wrong. Eagles could go in there and slaughter them. I just think that the Titans – I think if you were doing coach of the year right now, I agree with Pete that Adam Gase is number one, but I think Mike Vrabel has to be pretty close at number two because having the Titans at two and one, they're playing really well and they haven't got anything going on offense. Maybe, maybe we can see that a little bit this week. Uh, I probably like the under in, uh, 
in, in, in this game as well. I don't think that this will be a shootout. Also not a shootout. Cardinals hosting the Seahawks. 38 and a half for the over under Pete. This is a stink bomb of a game. This is everything you hate about football. Yeah, and there's too much uncertainty here with the Cardinals. We don't know what Rosen's going to do. How are they going to play him? How are they going to allow him to play? What did I mean, you, by the way, what did you think about putting Rosen in with terrible. two minutes left? Okay. Terrible. But, but it, that thing was twofold for me though. Terrible putting him in, but why did he at least try and take some shots? It's a free roll. He, they have nowhere to go but up. It's a free, nobody expected him to do anything. At least take some shots and you make mistakes, you make mistakes, but it was a free roll for him and he messed up. I, I don't like this game at all, but if I had to pick it, I'd probably take the Cardinal. Yeah, I, I would lean Seahawks. Um, Russell Wilson versus Josh Rosen's first start is a huge mismatch to me. Um, Wilson hasn't lost in Arizona since his first career game. He had that one tie and then the rest were pretty easy wins. Um, the Seahawks defense is getting better. It's getting healthier. They're nine in points per, ninth in points per drive already allowed, um, on defense. So they've been playing well, even though they haven't gotten the wins up until last week. Uh, Doug Baldwin looks like ready to return. He's back at practice this week. That would be a big boost for Seattle's offense. So it's been relying too much on Tyler Lockett and Will Disley, who, who had that one big game and now he's kind of disappeared. Cardinals offense hasn't shown anything. Maybe, maybe you can look at uh, the Cardinals coming out and doing better offensively with Josh Rosen under center, but it's not like they were prepared to play in week one. They, they laid a complete stink bomb in week one, two, week one, two when they had, you know, what, a month to prepare, five weeks to prepare for that game. So I'm not confident that the Cardinals offense is going to get anything going until I see it. They've had like one good drive so far this year. And and in three weeks, that's not enough for me to take them. So give me the Seahawks with the points. It's kind of on the edge of my card right now. It might end up in the contest. I'm not sure yet. I'm not going to take any road chalk, but this it is concerning. I think the Seahawks defense is just better than people think. Um, and it just doesn't – if they don't have the name values, so people aren't into them. Um, Arizona looks lost. I thought last week would be the chance for them to get David Johnson incorporated in the offense, and they just haven't done a good job of it. Uh, I would take the Cardinals here because I want the the home dogs. I think there are a lot of home dogs with a lot of value this week, but I probably will not put the Cardinals in the Super Contest because this is a game that if Russell Wilson and crew go out and win it, they're right in that mix um, in, in terms of the NFC playoff hunt. The Raiders hosting the Browns, minus 2.5. Browns had 10 days to prepare, and they got Pete Prisco's MVP, Baker Mayfield under center. Well, I like what I saw from him last week, but uh, let's now there's a book on him. And he came into that game. You heard Jamal Adams say, hey, we didn't prepare for him. They didn't. Uh, the Raiders will. That's a big difference. I don't know how good the Raiders are on defense, uh, but I just don't think he's going to duplicate what he did uh, or come close to it. So for that reason, I'll take the Raiders. I don't love them, but I would take the Raiders. Yeah, I like fading the rookie quarterback in his first start, even if he looked good, even if I think he will be good long term, even if Sam Darnold played well on the road at his first start. You know, it's just not something that, that you can count on every time coming out, no matter how talented the rookie is. Raiders are desperate for a win coming in. It's a good spot for them at home this week. They're, they're only home game so far. They had to play the Rams, who's good juggernaut that a lot of teams are going to have trouble with. Then they go on the road. Tough game in, in at altitude in Denver. Tough game cross country in Miami. I don't think, I think the Raiders probably aren't great, but I don't think we know how good or bad this team is right now. So they might be an 8-8 eight eight team. They might be a 4-12 team. We just don't know at this point. Uh, they're a good first-half team for sure. I know Will's going to play the, the first half oh, yeah. without question. First um, quarter they, first quarter, and first half. <laughs> They'd be undefeated if the game ended at halftime. But now that they're at home, I think they're in a better situation against an easier team. They'll have a, be- a better shot of playing the full 60 and playing well. Um, Oakland hasn't looked completely hopeless like the Cardinals have on offense, so I'd, I do like taking them even if I'm having to give points as long as it's not the full three. 
Uh, Derek Carr is 76.6% completion percentage, and he's fifth in net yards per attempt. So it's not all just small, short passes. You know, the, he actually is playing really well on offense. They just haven't gotten any wins. Um, so I think Baker will make some mistakes in this game. I think he'll probably, you know, be good. You'll see his best and his worst, and the game will get over. If I was playing one side of this game, it'd be the over. Um, and I might take the Raiders in the contest. I'm definitely leaning that way at two and a half. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, I, the two and a half makes it interesting. If they were three, I wouldn't touch it because I think you're begging for a half point there. You know, the Browns with a late cover, but I do like the Raiders minus two and a half. I think this is a, a they they get that win outright. The Browns are coming. You know, the Browns are are still rolling off their win streak, and I think that while Baker will be prepared, he is a rookie on the road. I would lean the Raiders here. Chargers minus ten at. Home, he said with air quotes against the 49ers as a big number. I think they ultimately cover it, but I'm not taking it, Pete. I'm, I took it. And You're I, the Chargers. I, hate, I hate big, I hate big numbers. I'm with wow. RJ. I don't like playing big numbers. I just think Bethard in that, in this spot is not going to play very well. And the 49ers are a mess on defense. I mean, they're, they've been, they're terrible in the back end. And I think that's going to show up with Phillip Rivers. I hate, this is like your Packers pick. I hate laying big numbers, but I did it. Yeah, Beathard wasn't good last year. They, they scored, I think, 10 points or 13 points in four of his five starts. Um, I think the number is too big to play the Chargers. I feel like they'll probably cover, but at, at 10, I'm saying, wait, nine and a half, I might have given it a little bit more thought. I think it's impossible to know how good the Chargers are with the schedule they played. They had to uh, play the Rams, you know, one, one best teams in the league, play the Chiefs, the best offense in the league, and then play the Bills, one of the worst teams in the league. So I don't think we have a good gauge of how good they are, and we're not going to have it after this week either because they're playing San Francisco's backup quarterback at home. So I think we have to keep an eye, our eye on how the Chargers do moving forward after this game before we kind of lock in our opinions of them being just a strictly 8-8, eight 7-9 eight, team. Don't take the Chargers in September. It's a pretty simple rule. They like to screw stuff up in September and not manage to cover. Um, uh, you know, like I'm not, I'm not laying 10 in the super contest. I just, I'm, I'm off these big lines. Uh, I do like the over in this game. I think that Kyle Shanahan will uh, scheme up some stuff for the 49ers to generate points. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, look, the Chargers have played well on offense. Like they've been really good. And I think the 49ers defense is very banged up. No Richard Sherman probably out again. Uh, Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin Gordon, correct me if I'm wrong. If you guys think I'm crazy here, I think Melvin Gordon might, um, might just be, and I get that he's like drafted high in fantasy and people know he's good, but I feel like he's really underrated in terms of how he's become as a runner in the NFL. No, I agree with you. He's a good runner. Yeah, he's solid. I, I, he's, I don't think he's going to put up the high level of stats people thought because Austin Eckler looks really good too. Sure. And when you have games like this where they should win comfortably, you get Eckler mixed in a little more. And uh, you keep the wear and tear off of Gordon because it's a long season. Obviously, you don't want your top back going for 300 carries if you can avoid it. So I think Eckler gets more involved in this game than Gordon getting 25 to 30 carries. Got to stink your nose, stink your nose, pinch your nose, and, and watch out for the stink pick in the Super Contest here. Giants plus three and a half at home against the Saints, who are on back-to-back road games in their first time, Pete, outdoors. Yeah, I, I love the Giants in this game. I, I, I have them in the contest. I just think you have the 32nd-ranked pass defense. Uh, of the New Orleans Saints, they and they're playing back-to-back road games. The Giants are home. They seem to find something last week. Uh, I know it was against the Texans, but I think there's going to be opportunities down the field for Beckham. Uh, if you're going to give me three and a half at home, I'm taking it. Yeah, I would lean the Giants. Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting uh, put put the narrative to rest kind of type things because in my tips column that came out Wednesday, I mean on Thursday. Um, as the, the Saints don't actually play that bad outdoors. In the last two years, they're nine and three against the spread outdoors. And, uh, 
they can score points in all those games. I think they were scored, what, 20 points or more in each of their outdoors games last year. So it's not like they turn into a pumpkin when they go outdoors. They do just fine. Then when it comes to the concept of home underdogs, I know we like to play home underdogs. It just seems like a great spot. But they don't cover any more than, than in any other situation. It's 500 right on the nose coming into the year. Uh, over its last five years when you play them. So I think you have to look for your spots where home underdogs make sense. I wouldn't just auto-play them, even when you you don't like the team that's coming in. Uh, I do like the Giants because the Saints are on their second straight road game coming off an overtime win. I think they might be a little gassed in this game. Eli looked better. He should Beckham and Barkley should play well against this defense, which is terrible. It's allowing 10.2 net yards per attempt, which is the worst in the league by far. Even at just plus three and a half, I think the back door is wide open with that Saints defense. I like to get a little more points when I'm thinking about backdoor potential, but Saints could give up a touchdown, you know, two two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and lose this and win this game by three, no problem. Giants do play well at home against the Jaguars. Maybe they have some shot at slowing down the, the Saints at home. But I do think the Saints get theirs because, you know, they're not that bad outdoors. Primetime, Ravens at the Steelers. AFC North battle. Traditional 51-point over-under for that Gee. game. The Ravens are catching three. I don't think I'm going to put either of these primetime games in my Super Contest picks. But I do like my Baltimore Ravens getting the three. I, in one of these games, I'm just I'm taking the points if it's an AFC North battle, Pete. Yeah, I like the Ravens in this game. I didn't put them in the contest, but I do like them. I think they're going to go there and win the game outright. So I probably should have put them in the contest because I think the Steelers have all kinds of problems. I know they look good on offense. I think Joe Flacco's played good. He's got receivers. Uh, the offensive line's better. Uh, so I think they'll score. I like the over in the game, but I like the Ravens. I would lean that way too. I like fading the Steelers coming off a Monday night road win. Um, the Ravens have been the better team so far. It's been against easier competition. Um, you know, the Steelers have had to play some tough offenses. Ravens have scored more offensive touchdowns than the Steelers this year while giving up half as many, even though that defense hasn't been whole. He had Mosley banged up last last week. Jimmy Smith still hasn't played this year. The Steelers' defense hasn't shown it can win games at all. So if they need to get a stop, I don't know that they're going to do it. You remember last year coming off of a Monday night game, the Steelers played the Ravens in Pittsburgh. It was like 39-38, and it took like 19 fourth-quarter points to get that high, to yeah. get that for the Steelers. So... This could be a game where they're caught a little bit off guard. It's a little more high scoring than we think. You can see that because of the total. Um, and the Ravens get it done. Mm, interesting. Do you guys, do you guys lean, do you guys stay away from the primetime games at all when you're making the super contest picks? I think, no. But does that I, got f- to, I got tonight and last night. You next. got last night. You got last night. Last night. Let's get to, oh. let's get to, let's get to the next one. Oh, the, what, uh, Mr. Prisco. Yeah. I got the Broncos. I wow. love the Broncos this week. I love, love, love the Broncos this week. I just think that offense has been really good in Kansas City. I know they've schemed open a bunch of things, but now there's three games. That means there's a lot of tape. And usually when you talk to defensive coordinators in the league, they say, give me three games and I can start figuring things out. I think they're going to figure them out a little bit. I think Vaughn Miller's going to show up in this game. They're going to get after the quarterback. Uh, give me the Broncos. I think the Broncos win the game outright. Uh, I'm leaning to the Broncos as well. I think they may be able to run well enough to keep it close and, and limit the uh, the offensive drives that the Chiefs have. The Broncos do have an excellent home field advantage, but if you put this on a neutral field, I'm not sure that the Chiefs don't win by 10 points or more. So maybe at this line, I'm still not convinced that it's high enough. Um, if I was booking it, I'd probably put it at three, you know, or maybe even four and still lean the Broncos. I think five is a little too inflated. So if I'm going one way, it's going to go to the Broncos, even though I like the Chiefs scoring potential. Um, they just score a will in the first half, though. So if it's another one of those games where it's 28-7, 28-14 at halftime, I don't know that the Broncos can come back the way other teams have because they're just not built to play that way. I, I just think that there's going to be a, there's, again, it's another, it's a road dog. I mean, so it's, it's a road favorite in prime time. You can take a home dog, plays at altitude, um, that, you know, 
everybody is on the Chiefs. 63% of the bets, uh, 60% of the money are on the Chiefs. And I mean, at some point, the Chiefs thing has to slow down a little bit, and I think this is the spot. Denver plays very well, as RJ's pointed out, all month long um, at home in September, and I think that the Broncos uh, at least keep it close enough to stay within that number. So I would lean Broncos here too, but I will not be putting them in the Super Contest. Uh, so, Pete, to recap, you've got – you had the Vikings last night for people Correct. listening. Well, who knows if it won or not. You've got – what else? I got a bookend the weekend. I got the Vikings to start the weekend. I have the Broncos to end the weekend. I have the Dolphins. I have the Chargers. And I have, what was my love? The Giants. Miami? You said Miami. Miami. The Giants. Uh, Giants. Yeah. So Giants, Dolphins, Chargers, Broncos, and Vikings repeat. RJ, uh, I know you don't have your five picks in, but what do you, what's, what's your lean pool you got going right now? Yeah, I'm probably playing the Packers unless the injury report's terrible on Friday. Um, I'm looking at the Bengals, looking at the Colts. Colts will probably be in there. Um, Titans, I might get in there. Um, I probably won't put the Broncos in there. I do think it's the right side. Raiders are an option. Ravens might be an option. I'm probably going to stay away from the Giants just because I think that game's going to be so high scoring it could go anyway. Um, but so those are the ones I'm looking at right now. Seattle, Dallas are kind of on the outside uh, of that. Um, and we'll figure it out from there. All right. Uh, I'm looking at Texans, Bengals, Cowboys. Titans, Giants, and potentially even the Ravens as my group that I will narrow it down. So, Pete, we might, even though we agreed with seven picks on HQ, we might not. We might have a bunch different. We might have a bunch different. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. All right, guys. That's what I like to hear. Exactly. Great stuff as always. And we will talk to you boys next week.